Writer, director, and producer Alekins Planchet is from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Throughout the years, he's worked various positions in television and film, using his income to produce and direct his own projects, resulting in winning an HBO Best Short Film Award and having a world premiere in competition at Tribeca Film Festival. His live-action short film, Compa, has been selected for the world premiere in competition at this year's Tribeca Film Festival and its four screenings selling out in just 30 minutes. Timothy Mark Davis is a producer, actor, director, and writer based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He is the founder of Finicky Pictures, a film company that produces independent shorts and feature films, and Stone Circle Media, a video production company specializing in media for health and human service organizations. He is also the producing artistic director for New City Players, a professional theater company based in Fort Lauderdale. Their film, Compa, is a beautiful story that takes you deep into Haitian culture through Compa, a dance music in Haiti. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome writer, director, and producer, Alekins Planchet, and producer, actor, director, and writer, Timothy Mark Davis, and their short film, Compa, to the show. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Glad to well, be here. To both of you, what made you fall in love with filmmaking? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Tim, you want to go first? What sure, I can jump in. Yeah, I mean, I think pretty standard story. Movies made me fall in love with filmmaking. I, I think watch growing up, obviously watching a ton of movies, still watching, going to the movie theater, you know, that, that magic experience of seeing things on the big screen. And then of course you get on the other side and it's, it's, it's not as magical as it is on the other side, but the fact that people do come together, so many people come together and work very hard, blood, sweat, and tears. And then you do get this final product that can transport people to other worlds. I, I just think being a part of that process, it's like I'm, I'm obsessed with chasing that. So, well, was there one particular film as you were a kid jumped out at you and said, wow, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, I, Philip Seymour Hoffman is my favorite actor and uh, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson's probably my favorite filmmaker. So some of those, like The Master and There Will Be Blood and Boogie Nights, like some of those PTA films are just so uh, inventive and interesting. And the acting and the characters, I'm always drawn to compelling characters and acting. So that always jumped out to me. But I'm also grew up on Lord of the Rings. So Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. I mean, watching a group of friends try to achieve something. Um, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of like making a film. Making a film is similar to trying to get the ring into, into Mount Doom. Honestly, so I would say those are some big, big cool. things that for me said, I want to do that. Well, what about you, Alekins? Yeah, um, for me, it's just the, the, the idea that I can create something that people, some other people can enjoy. So just art in general, right? Like, uh, I feel like I'm an artist at heart and I believe filmmaking or movies is the highest form of art that we have to offer. Um, it's visuals, it's sound, music. Uh, performance right um, then you have like fashion which is custom design you have makeup and hair it's just just everything you can imagine uh, it's a moving uh, moving picture obviously so that's 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 the reason why well you know with the uh, with the short film compa um, based in Haiti uh, what makes Haiti so beautiful 
So the film's actually based in Little Haiti, um, but it's it's the closest thing to Haiti that we have here in the states. Uh, but I can't answer your question for you. What makes Haiti beautiful? Uh, I mean, it's just it's just just a tropical island. So just all this like blue hues and um, orange accents and stuff like that that you see in like postcards. It's it's in real life. So our beach is clear. Uh, you can see where you're walking. So it's just like you know uh, the closest definitely paradise. Well, what inspired you to write and bring this film to life? Uh, culture. It's just I I I wanted to um, bring Kwampa to the screen, and I knew that I wanted to eventually make a I wanted to make a musical. I wanted to challenge myself as a filmmaker um, to to do something I've never done before, and by um, Coming up with the concept, I realized that I needed I needed an entryway, and um, so I thought about Quanfi, and then obviously a lot of rewrites, and then um, yeah, but culture, just my love for my culture, that's pretty much the reason. Well, for all of my viewers and listeners out there, kind of explain to us or give us the definition of what Quanfi uh, is. Yeah, for sure. So Quanfi is a modern merengue. Uh, it's the best way to say it. Uh, I know that like different countries have bachata, salsa, and different things like that of sort. And um, and Kwampa is pretty much uh, is ours. Is uh, created it came from Haiti, um, and it has so many different iterations since its inception. But um, the music is Kwampa, and then you dance Kwampa as well. So when someone's saying when someone's saying Kwampa music is on, or uh, it's the music and the dance. Well. I will, I'm going to confess this, out of all of the short films that I have viewed so far, yours is the only one that I've, that I've actually watched more than once. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> now, thank you, thank you, thank you. And honestly and sincerely, I loved the film because when I watched it the first time, I'm like, okay, normally I can watch a short film one time and just really get it. And I thought, no, nah, I want to watch this one again because it is like, nine minutes and there's a lot there. So again, as I watched it more than once, I noticed something. The first thing that popped in my head was that your film brings forth the action of choice. There's the choice to learn, the choice to participate and the choice to pursue. Uh, why was this an important element in the movie? It's uh, it's twofold. There's like a philosophical answer. I'm gonna go with the the day to day answer. Uh, it's because I encounter. So I, I grew up in Haiti. So I had the privilege of growing up in Haiti, and um, and a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends as well, uh, that are Haitian American that grew up here in the states. Uh, they they can't communicate in Creole, uh, Haitian Creole, which is our uh, main language in Haiti. And a lot of times they'll say, they'll like just speak English or respond in English when they can respond to their grandmother or their father or parent in, in, in Creole and they choose not to. And, um, and I have a lot of family members like that too, where they just, for some reason, uh, they, they don't speak the language or they choose not to speak the language, I should say, but they understand it. And, um, and I know that in the film also it's called, um, in real life, it's called receptive mentality, uh, 
receptive language, uh, linguistics or when you understand something but you don't speak it. And I wanted to explore that and understand that as a choice. I, I, and you can fail forward. So is that because you are uh, speaking the language uh, in the wrong wrong accent or you say a few words uh, uh, ungrammatical? That's not the issue, right? It's just you trying and, um, and having that communication. And language has so much to do with culture. And, and a lot of those people are very proud for Haitian. They really love Haiti. They love everything about Haiti. But yeah, they don't speak the language. So it's just something that I don't have the answer. Uh, are you really connected to your culture if you don't speak the language? Um, but it's just something I want to bring forth and, and have them have that, um, that crisis or I don't know if the word crisis is the word that our main character had was kind of like, hey, you have a choice. And a lot of, and a lot of times in life, um, you think you can't do some things because you didn't choose to do it. Um, and yeah. Well, and what I noticed in the film was uh, the, the woman cooking in the little restaurant, how she was a bit uh, standoffish a bit. Uh, not exactly rude when he chose not to speak Creole, but then when he tried, her demeanor and her countenance completely changed to something more compassionate and friendly. Yeah, and, and you know, the film's only nine minutes, so there's a lot of things I didn't get to explore, right? Like I had to be very direct <laughs> with certain character choices, so we get that, hey, this is how she is when... Uh, in the beginning of the film, and then she has an arc towards the end of the film, right? Um, so she's not a real person per se, but it's just this idea that you're coming to someone's establishment, and it's just like you know, if um, we went to uh, we went to a restaurant, and um, and uh, in LA one time, and the fact that like people wanted uh, knife and forks, and you came to the establishment, you know, like you came to choose and experience this cuisine with this person and, and, and you're, you're imposing your your own understanding of how you should eat this food as opposed to enjoying it for what it is because if the establishment wanted that they would have had a fusion type of, of cuisine so that's where the idea is when you go to someone's house and you're like hey take off your shoes um, it's a sign of respect to do so and not say like oh why should I take my shoes off you know um, so it's it's something that happens in real life uh, where, you know, you would go to a Haitian restaurant and <laughs> order something that's not in the menu and, like, say, how come you don't have this in the menu? And But you're an outsider and understanding what's, you know, what's in the menu or what time the place closes or understanding the culture. So I wanted to give that slice of life, of my everyday life in the film. So she's not rude. She's just kind of like, hey, you're coming to me for something, you know, um, and obviously – uh, from a customer service standpoint, she has someone that can speak English, and that came that came through. Exactly. Now, Timothy, what drew you to this film? Yeah, I was. I, I had a. I had a feeling this question was coming, so I've been. I've been thinking about it. And, <laughs> um, you know, I, I met Al a little over a year ago, and we've collaborated on on three projects together now, and I also had. The, uh, the privilege of screening one of his shorts that he made a couple years ago. I, I was hosting a, a screening of short films, Haitian short films, actually, uh, a few weeks ago, and he allowed me to screen one of his early shorts. And all of them had the same thing in common, um, which is that Al 
is very gifted as a writer and as a director in finding the heart, finding the emotional center of a story, which obviously anyone who sees Compa, those final 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever it is at the end of the film, it's sort of like the whole film has been leading to this one place the whole time, but you didn't know it. And then when it sticks the landing, it is, you know, in, in like dramatic theory, it's this idea of surprising, but inevitable. It's like, there Thank is you. something surprising about it, but then there's like an emotional inevitability to what you're seeing. And all, all of the shorts that I've worked on with Al and, and the one that I screened have these moments in the end, specifically in the end. And I think that's how short films, you know, you really kind of want to, you can only do so much in a short film. So to have this punch at the end, because that's what people remember, how things start, how they end, how you make them feel, that's it. You know, if you can get those things, you've, you've done something successful. So it's really Al as a storyteller is what drew me to the project. It's someone who like, oh, this person knows how to set up a world, but then really get to the emotional center of something and, and move me as just as a human being. So that's what drew me to it. And, and see that I have fallen in love with short films and, and it's amazing how much emotion, how much you can draw the viewer in, in inside of a particular character. Uh, in Compa, I loved the young woman. She, she play, she's very confident. She's in touch with herself and her heritage, which I found very refreshing. Uh, and like you said, uh, Alekins, that uh, it's in Little Haiti. Um, and I'm sure, you know, uh, and you could probably, and I know you can definitely answer this for all of us in modern Haiti, are the young people today embracing their heritage or are they discarding it like young people do in America? Uh, I'll say it's a mixture of both, right? Uh, the reason why is because, um, and I'm being, we're having, I'm having an inside dialogue, an inside conversation with you. I'm, I'm letting you in what, you know, what me and my Asian friends would be talking about behind closed doors. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of both. So meaning that I, one, one of the reasons why I wanted to do um, movies and, um, and I love the cinema is because I was infatuated with American culture, right? Um, I just love everything about it. Um, I don't understand the fast food culture from the outside. Um, but going, coming in, I was just kind of like, oh, I, want, I just want to absorb and absorb and film and television was the best way for me to absorb it. So um, if I ask myself the same question you asked me, would I say I was in love with my culture? I, 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 I was, you know, growing up, it's just that I was the culture. I was, I was it. So it wasn't like anything to separate myself from. But mm -hmm. coming here, it's a little bit different, right? Because now you can separate it. Now you, you have to look out for your culture, right? Uh, that's why places like Little Haiti, uh, which is currently being gentrified right now, is very important to to protect because if if that's gone, then there's no little Haiti to go back to, right? There's no or smaller Haiti to go back to. So yeah, there's I'm sure there's kids back home that are like, you know, hey, I love um, infatuated with Asian culture and I dress like that. I'm watching his animes and I'm watching this and that, whatever. Um, but they still love their culture. And I'm sure if they were to leave Haiti, they would like prioritize their culture more as opposed to being in Haiti. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like when you're in it, you don't know. 
and then when you're out of it, you're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> of course, I want to eat. I want. I want to eat my Asian food and not eat the burger. No, no diss to a burger, but it's just you know. <laughs> All right, good. Well, well, Timothy, what what drew you to really like uh, the Haitian element that uh, Alicans brings? Yeah, it's sort of serendipitous that I've that I've uh, ended up working on on several. Um, projects that focus on the, the Haitian community in the last couple of years. And it came from a, a relationship, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Edson Jean, who's another filmmaker. Um, he's the lead actor. Yes, he's the lead actor in Compa, obviously. <laughs> Should have mentioned that. <laughs> and he looked, you know, when I saw him, I'm thinking, where have I seen him before? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's been, he's been on, in a few things. We've been in a few things. What was it? War Dogs and Bloodline and... Um, he's done some some television and movies uh, in in the Miami area, and he's a writer director himself. So he's he's making his own films that are really celebrating his culture. Uh, and I think, you know, I I do this. I do like a life plan, right? Like I'm one of those nerdy people who's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna like make a life plan for myself. And ten years, where do I want to be? Five years, one year, and what I, I write my own eulogy. So it's like at my funeral, what do I want people to say about me? And one of the things that is in my eulogy is that, you know, I was a storyteller and I not, I not only had my own stories to tell, but I helped other people tell their stories. And I think there's really, there's few things that are as fulfilling as, as helping someone else tell a story that is really deep in their heart and very important. And I think we're at a moment in, in history where there is more value placed on stories that are underrepresented uh, cultures that are underrepresented or misrepresented. So I think it's important for people like me, people who look like me, to come alongside these projects and support them in in whatever ways we can, you know, by by whatever ways we can. So it's kind of like me as a storyteller, and then me as like I think this is important for the world. I want to help well, tell these. Stories. I, I agree with that one hundred percent because I feel like sometimes that, and I don't mind it. Um, I love being the cheerleader in a way, uh, meaning I can't wait to go tell all my colleagues and my friends, you've got to see this friend compa. You've got to see yeah. this film and for multiple reasons why. And, and I've got to bring this up because it, it, I had to replay this scene. I literally played it a couple of times so I could just kind of sit back and watch the interaction between the two main characters. And there's this very quick little scene that I hope everyone who sees your film will pick up on its importance. The scene is where the young woman pushes the young man's cell phone back. And so I looked at it as the art of the tease or the chase. And it's more of an emotional connection that she was trying to imply to him. And that's how attraction or love should be. And there's a reason why I love the scene because technology has stolen our social abilities. Is that why that little scene was placed there? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> you're good. You get what you do. Um, <laughs> I watch uh, these films very closely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's say uh, he gets a phone number. Right. So what does that look like now? Um, hey, we're having another uh, compa party, as it's called, Bal. 
that's the name of it. It's it literally translates to ball in French, which means ball, like so going to a ball. Um, so there's a ball come through. Um, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there, right? Hey, um, I can't make it, but I'll call you. At, call me afterwards. You see how like that's so simple. Like once you get that phone number, now you don't have to see the person face to face unless you like you choose it. Right. But now when it's like, hey, I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he has to come. So it's up to um, Minush, the character Minush, who's played by Najla, to determine, OK, when would I give you a phone? Because at some point, right, we're in 2023. <laughs> they're going to exchange phone numbers. Right. But it's just it's just that art of like of interaction. And, and Kwanfa is such a close um close dance right and you can there's so many different variations you can have it uh apart and stuff like that but that connect that connection is what i was leaning to so everything you, you said is pretty much what i was working on and um making it not easy for both characters right because she has to trust herself that uh he's gonna come back and and he has to come back if he really uh wants to enjoy her company well the, you you brought up the perfect word the dance and yeah. now I see that there was the dance between them both at the very beginning and where yes. he walked around to the back of the building. Then there was the actual physical dance in which, you know, and I love the fact that he just walked up to her and he goes, I want to learn. Yes. You know, so he was now open to what she wanted to show him. And then at the end, there was that dance in that between them that emotional dance between them and yeah now he has to show up next week and if he doesn't you know that is really going to be a negative choice um yes but then there was this very moving touching scene when he i guess he he's going to a um Maybe it's a hospital or a living care center, and he takes over, and he's giving himself, and there's this, it's just a beautiful part of the film where he he feeds, I guess that's maybe his father uh, or friend, and and he puts the earbud in his ear to share. I was like, oh, this is like the best ever. (laughs) That's what I'm yeah. talking about when I say those, those <laughs> moments. It's like, oh my gosh, this is it. All the feels. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Because when he when he took the 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 plate or the bowl of the of the food from the nurse, you know, it's like I'm going to care for. I'm, I'm going to show care. I'm going to show love, and I'm, I'm going to give. And it's it it is the most. Touchy. I loved you know, the emotional dance back and forth between the two main characters, but that ending, oh my gosh, just, it just brings you in. And I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it again. So I could take that trip another time, but to make sure that I didn't miss anything that I may have not noticed the first time. And you two gentlemen did a fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that was the that was the genesis of the film. I um, I, I definitely wanted to do something uh, different from the last film uh, that I did, as far as like the relationship between it was a sister sisters, um, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do something with my brother 
Um, and then I was like, what about dads, you know? Um, dads need love too. And um, so that's that, that's where it came. I just saw that hospital scene first and then I worked my way backwards. Um, so that was like actually the first scene that I like, it was so clear in my head. Nothing else was clear. Everything else, I was banging my head against the wall trying to write, <laughs> write the film. <laughs> well, but that was, that was the scene that was the most clear. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that you filmed it first because I know with many of the feature films, they always seem to film the ending first and then work their way back. Um, and I can understand wh with some films why they do that. But with this particular film, and, and for you, Alekins, and you, Timothy, what do you want moviegoers to get from your film? Uh, Timothy, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll speak from my own perspective. You know, someone who has spent the majority of their time on Earth outside of Haitian culture. And um, the gift that this film is to me is that it's, it's uh, exposure to a new culture. And I think like at the core of all storytelling, for, for me anyways, when it comes to like my life's mission as a storyteller, it's about empathy. It's about understanding the way other people live, understand, you know, being able to get in someone's shoes. And, and I think that starts with stories, with films, with plays, with a conversation where you are asking questions and learning about someone's experience. And so I hope that people who are unfamiliar with um, Haitian culture and the the amazing history of of Haiti and its people and the presence in our country um, in South Florida, but where I, where I am now, but of course in in New York as well, where Al is right now. You know, this is an amazing group of people who have, for all different kinds of reasons, many of them have made their home here in the United States, and our our country and our community is better for it. Um, and I think that's the story that needs that needs to be told. So I hope people feel empathy. I hope they feel like they're learning something new, learning about a new dance and a new culture and just falling in love with, with people who they didn't understand or know before. Yeah. And I completely agree with that because we, we need to embrace each other's differences, our, our culture, learn from one another. Uh, because in reality, it, it's fun. It's enlightening. It mm. helps all of us to gain knowledge and I guess one of the most important words it allows us all to share and, uh, and have understanding, uh, and increase, I guess, the spirit of love across the planet. Um, yep. for you, Alekins, what is this? What do you want the uh, moviegoer uh, to get from this film? Yeah. Um, uh, for me, um, to be honest, like the, the first step for me with creating something is always something I want to watch myself. <laughs> Um, as, as, as a film, uh, film, uh, uh, nerd, I guess you can say, I just want to do something that I'm like, Oh, I would want to enjoy. So I, uh, I remember typing in compiling DB and nothing came up and I was like, Oh, okay. So let's, let's go for it. Right. So there's no other film title compa that I know of. I'm sure someone in Katie's like, I did it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're the first one. So, so that means you get to answer this question. What does it mean? For you to be selected to show your film at the Tribeca Film Festival, that's that's uh, well. Um, I'm gonna answer it both at the same time. I just honestly want people to enjoy themselves. I just want to 
um, like every frame was selected, um, per, like it, everything has so much intention behind it. So therefore, I just want people to get that same feeling, like the, the parts you, uh, you feel like moving, um, I want you to move, right? Like the parts that you like, oh, this is, this is touching, the feels. I, I want that to happen as well. Like, so I just want people to, to enjoy it. Um, and, and, and it, the Tribeca part, it's, it's, it's just a platform. You know, it's, it's not just a platform. It's one of the biggest <laughs> platforms. Oscar the qualifying platform. platform. <laughs> yeah, in the world. I mean, um, the stat was, I think, uh, over 8,000 uh, short films got submitted and they selected like 70 or 74. I mean, that ratio is, is, is um, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So the fact that it's my first time seeing it in the big screen as well, I haven't seen the film in a while, uh, just personally. So I want to enjoy it. I want to go see it in the big screen. Um, so I'm super grateful for Tribeca for allowing me to uh, screen it at a movie theater. We have like three screenings. So it's like I'm going to be there <laughs> all three times. So I just, just that feeling as a kid, um, and going to the movies and uh, I just want to give another kid that same feeling, whether it's here or back home in Haiti. Is it, is it nervous to, to watch it on the big screen when you get the Tribeca and see the crowd's reaction? Not really. Um, to be honest with you, because, um, I mean, two years ago that would have been a yes, but <laughs> not really. I, I, I mean, I do care. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really don't. Um, so I'm, I'm actually interested to see what reaction do I get, if that makes sense. So I'm more interested of like, um, I, I know the film that it's called Tifi, that uh, Tifi, which means little girl in Creole, uh, that um, that Tim had screened. Uh, there's parts that was not meant to be funny, but there were fun, or I should say no one, I didn't know it was gonna be a, it's gonna be that much of a laugh, like a laugh out loud moment. Uh, but there were just like little jokes here and there and seeing it with people, people were laughing. So those are the type of things I want, like the awes or the oh, like whatever the case may be. I just want to be there and absorb it as opposed to watching on my laptop, which I have, or doing the post-production. Um, you might editor watch the film over and over again. Now I get to share that experience, which is what the movie is all about. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, even during uh, the, the dance, the dance scene, I found myself doing that, you know, yeah, getting into the exactly. music and, and, you know, as they're swaying, I'm like, oh yeah, I can get into this. This is good stuff. Yeah. That's, 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 man, that's, that's it. You know, so I'm so, I'm so happy that, that, that right there, I just want to look next to me, look to my right or left and, and see someone just bobbing their head or moving and just feel good. And, um, and to me, it's just a perfect entryway. If you don't know anything about Haitian culture, did you get to get a taste of it? Um, and hopefully you can, you know, get into the history that Tim talked about, a relationship between the United States and Haiti, um, being allies during World War II, um, helping out um, in Savannah, Georgia against the British. Uh, one of our kings actually fought the Revolution War. So it's like, it's, it's just, it, it goes deep. It goes deep relationship. And, but for now, it's just kind of like, all right, let's, let's give you some fun. Uh, the food, the language, the dance, and then, you know, if you want to Google the rest, uh, be my guest. And, and I will say that, ladies and gentlemen, you have to fall in love with short films. They, film directors like Alkins, Plancha, and 
Timothy Mark, bring us into a world that we may not know. But we need to have a heart and a brain that desires to learn, desires to gain knowledge of what other people are experiencing, what they're going through. Uh, maybe we need to go through it with them. Maybe it's good or maybe not so good. But that's the magic of short films. And ladies and gentlemen, Kampa, this is a soul-touching film. And it's going to premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 11th, followed by screenings on June 14th and June 17th. And for both of you gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for giving me the honor to screen your film as well as uh, have you on the show today to talk about this wonderful uh, cinematic work. Thank you so much. And um, I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm super happy that you enjoyed it. And everything that you said, that's what gives life flavor, right? If, if we're doing the same thing, if I'm like not, you know, going to that restaurant that I mentioned, <laughs> um, then life just gets boring because I just get my slice of what I've always done in my whole life. Um, so I appreciate you and I echo your sentiments and I want to thank you again for having us on the show. You're very, very welcome. And I, I think I may need to go and uh, work on my French a little bit, maybe learn a little bit of uh, Creole and maybe go to little Haiti and, and walk in there and actually order the food in the correct language and just experience it uh, myself uh, in person. And ladies and gentlemen, look, we live in a world that is meant to be traveled, mm -hmm. meant to absorb and cultures to learn and love. And again, Alicans and Timothy, you guys are doing such an incredible work. Continue to write, film, and produce great works of cinematic art. I know that you will. And if you end up on the Oscar shortlist, you have to come back to the show. <laughs> speak it. Speak it into existence. Um, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll make that call. I have your number, I believe, now. So, <laughs> for sure. I'll give well, you the exclusive. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, when it's available to see to the viewing public, Kompa, K-O-N-P-A, it will just make you dive into Haitian culture. And it is a beautiful love story. The tease, the chase, and who knows what may happen. And maybe there's a feature film for this one in the future. I would like to see where this goes or maybe an incredible Netflix series. I think that would be great as well. And uh, again, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, viewers and listeners. And again, thank you for watching The Ward Bond Show and Bond on Film. I'll see you next time.